You're listening to Shift Happens Empower Hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio. So, you're listening to Shift Happens on Kootenai Co-op Radio. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And who do we have on the show this time, Anna? Uh, this week we are talking to Sharon and Simon Bamber. Sharon is a pastel painter and she's about to embark with Simon on a thousand mile journey across France and Spain along the way of St. James. Uh, Sharon and Simon, are you there? Yes, we are. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. So you can hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Great. I can't understand your accent. Could we do (laughs) subtitles? Absolutely. Just let me go on the computer. I'll start scribbling them as we speak. Cool. So as you probably noticed, and from Jeff's little joke there, Sharon and Simon are originally from England, now living in Arrow Park. We met them a few days ago. That's why I took the liberty to abuse them a bit. <laughs> right? Because we're friends now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff, uh, as a warning, Jeff abuses all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we went to a Kickstarter campaign uh, launch party uh, over in at the Burton Cidery to see Sharon's paintings and her presentation because she's now raising money for a thousand-mile walking and plein air painting adventure. She's kind of an underachiever. Yeah, with the donkey. Mm -hmm. And Simon is the donkey wrangler and camp cook. Yeah, that's right. I think think I've changed my title since then. I'm just going to be known as the fixer. The fixer, right? Oh, it's better than serious. being called the donkey because that's what Anna calls me. <laughs> and you've also been taking care of a lot of the logistics, have you not, Simon? Yes, that's right. We're um, the trip came to about in our minds about Christmas um, that's just gone, and we were in France, and we managed to walk some of the way of the way of St James in France, one of the many little bit of the, one of the many many routes. And we managed to walk it for three hours with a donkey. And Sharon looked at me and said, I want to do this. So since then, we've been planning how best to make it work. And to do the 1,000 miles on the route we've chosen, it's going to take four months. We're going to have a day off every week to give the donkey a rest. And hence the Kickstarter funding raising campaign because... That seemed like the most logical way to enable people to share the project because people who back the project get rewards and also enable us to um, not use up too much savings but create a great art project for the world to see. I think it's going to be so much fun to to follow you uh, and meet us, the donkey, along the route and see photos of you on location. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really um, a wonderful experience for everybody who backs you and 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 gets to kind of track the process. 
Are you yeah, going to be I able think, to? Um, you'll be hearing the inside story as well, and um, <laughs> hopefully there won't be too many trials and mishaps, but I expect it to be quite a challenge. Um, it's quite a tough ask to be able to have to do two paintings a day and do the walk as well. So, um, yeah, it, it will be, it will be um, good fun and interesting to follow, I think. Is I, there any bars are like along the, <laughs> the trail, like every five or ten miles that you can stop and have a pint? Well, strange enough, I was reading the other day in some of my research, um, and for those of you who have been to France and Spain, every, there's um, little communities everywhere. Yeah. And I did read somebody was panicking about what if ha this happens, what if that happens. And some experienced Camino guy said, you are never more than 10 kilometers from a community where you can get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> His actual response. Right so, on. I think we'll be all right, Jeff. Thanks. I think so. It I like to take care of the comforts. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Well, yeah. If you're going to do a thousand miles. You've got to have some perks along exactly. the way. Sharon has yeah. to stop twice a day for three hours each time. Yeah, to do the painting. So, yeah. So we know what you'll be doing for those three hours, huh? <laughs> While she's painting. You're going to be in the bar. Grooming the donkey, feeding the donkey, watering the donkey, cleaning out the donkey's hooves, and uh, generally polishing the equipment, I expect. Whatever you say. <laughs> I totally believe you. <laughs> So how long are you expecting this journey to take? Um, it's going to take four months. Um, we're going to um, be doing about 10 miles a day because so, we have to go at donkey pace and have time to do the paintings as well. So we've also added some donkey rest days, and I, I think I'll need those rest days as well. But, um, yeah, so it's going to take us four months. So we'll be finishing just around... Christmas time? Christmas Around yeah. December 20th or 22nd, if, it, if we need a couple extras. We're thinking December 20th, um, barring mishaps, which we won't talk about. Yeah. Well, I, I hope your schedule uh, turns out as planned. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what if it doesn't? Do you have some extra time that you can stay? I mean, what's the weather like at Christmas time in Spain? Um, well, it's cold. Um, I think... As long as we get over the Pyrenees we'll, um, before it snows too heavily, we'll be okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think after once we're over the Pyrenees, we'll be below the snow line for the rest of the walk. Um, but yeah, I don't expect it to be um, beautiful sunshine and luxury comfort or anything like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it will be interesting and um, probably some some rain that we'll have to deal with um so i've got i've got a little painting pod this plastic painting pod that i can stand in and paint i can fit my easel and everything in there um and i've taken that out on practice painting sessions in glacier national park when it's been pouring with rain and that's worked really well and um yeah if we have to go on longer um, we'll go on longer we'll we'll do it right till the end as long as it takes Hmm. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I actually saw you uh, take the the painting pod down. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. A bit uh, of a pain to get folded up again, but you just kind of toss it like a frisbee, and boom, you instantly have your studio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, tossing yeah. it like a Frisbee is a little of an exaggeration, but <laughs> <laughs> don't we wish it was all that easy. Um, for anybody who's interested uh, that's listening to this, SharonBamber.com is Sharon's website. And you can actually link to her Kickstarter campaign there and uh, see a photo of her painting in her painting pod. It's really interesting. If anybody else does plain air painting, I think she's got an amazing idea. She's standing in this clear plastic one-person-sized bubble and yeah. uh, and able to paint through a little mini window and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Just hoping it doesn't get too windy because then I could be zorbing. So uh, <laughs> we don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, I can see you rolling down the hill in your bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's plain air painting, but is there spiced air painting as well? Is there what? He's don't. don't I'm trying worry. to be funny, and I guess funny. I'll stop. But but where did where did the expression come from in the first place? Is my point. Plain air. He's talking. Oh, it's a uh, uh, French meaning outdoors. Okay. It's P L E I N, not P L A N E. Ah. That would be like that makes aerial all the painting. Difference. That would be interesting too. Right. <laughs> anyway, so you say you're painting uh, a painting every five miles. Yeah. Is this like uh, we we had somebody at the station going well. Is that like they're going to have a pedometer and then every five miles you have to stop and paint whatever is there? Or do you get to, you know, no, have a bit um, of... what we've done is we've divided the whole of the um, section on the map into five-mile sections. Right. And um, anywhere through that, um, for each five-mile section, if I see something that really grabs me, I'm going to stop and uh, do a painting. Ah, there we go. You could kill two birds with one stone if you come across a pub at the side of the road, <laughs> you and, and it's within five kilometers or five miles, well, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I think he's more worried about Simon's welfare and, and social life. Yeah, than, well, us men painting. have got to stick together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have to use my British accent to good effect with all the Spanish bars, definitely, because they all, they all love us Brits. Do After they? To the rural cup result. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Um, so you are taking a donkey along with you. Yes. Well, yeah. It, um, Midas, we met him and, um, have, uh, walked with him and, um, we've done our little bit of, um, equine management lessons with him. We'll be having, um, a few more days of, uh, learning about him and getting to know him a bit better before we go. Um, but yeah, he's he's lovely, <laughs> and uh, it's just um, he's quite a cuddly donkey, and likes having his ears scratched and his withers scratched, and yeah, he's he's a lovely lovely animal. So he's kind of like Simon then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Apparently, the, uh, one of the criteria for trekking with a donkey is to bond. So we have a three-day bonding um, session before we even leave on the trip, if this comes up. And how do you bond with a donkey? I'm afraid to uh, ask. You, you, you do everything with him for three days, yeah. including some test walking. And um, the, the donkey rental company have assured us that if they get one that doesn't quite bond well enough, then they'll supply us with another one who is, will bond with Sharon and I more. Now, yes, there's so an interesting thing. A, a donkey rental company. Yeah. <laughs> That's not something you hear every day. 
No, um, we found them. Um, they actually had an article in The Guardian about somebody who'd um, done a part of the walk. And uh, um, these people have donkeys just because they, they love them. And they uh, loaned this donkey to this person. And so we, we spoke to them and they were happy to um, loan us their donkey. And they've actually got 63. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And donkeys are famously uncooperative. If they don't like you, they don't cooperate. Yeah, if they, if they don't like us, we're not going anywhere. But um, that's why we have to... Midas um, seems to like us a lot. So, And he's quite a big donkey. And um, so he can he's going to be carrying um, my, my painting equipment. And he's not allowed to carry any more than 50... Is it kilograms or pounds? 50 kilograms. 50 kilograms. So we have to... We have to take a, a scales and make sure that everything's balanced and um, everything like that. But, um, yeah, he seemed to get on very well with us. Well, that's good. He's a very sweet-looking donkey. Yeah, yeah. You can see pictures of Midas as well on Sharon's website. And also, uh, shifthappensnow.ca or shifthappens.media, our site, we have already posted a uh, post for today's interview where we've got some information and links on Sharon and we will be posting a link to a a YouTube interview that we did with Sharon at her opening. So Mm -hmm. you'll be able to see that on that page and we'll be posting the podcast of the audio in case anybody is interested and wants to share this around. I think... it. I went through your Kickstarter campaign and uh, it your your incentives call it that the the various ways people can support you and and receive gifts in return are they're all really lovely options and really reasonable yeah thank you i think it's something that i feel is really important because it's such a historically and cult, uh, culturally important route and i think well as far as i know People haven't um, documented it through art in the way that I'm doing. People have been and painted there, um, but to do it in the to make sure that you document every five miles, it would have been nice to document every mile, but um, there's just no time. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think that's something that hasn't really been done, and so I wanted to keep those those paintings um, available to people that would really, um, really be interested in that and really be able to share that journey and share part of the sense of place of, um, of the Way of St. James. So I wanted to really make sure that um, people could actually Access and get those. And um, so they're priced significantly lower than they would be if they were posted in a gallery. Nice. That's and some s- of our backers so far, our amazing backers so far, have actually connected with exactly that point in that uh, one gentleman has always wanted to walk the Camino and he feels he can do it by signing up, backing our project and following along online and receiving an award. And then another one uh, lives in a house along the route. Nice. Very interested in, in, in that element of it. So um, lots of different reasons, yeah. but uh, all very exciting to us. Yeah. We're, we're now at 45% funded. 
Nice. Wow. Good job, so guys. quickly, too. So progress is, is pretty good, but uh, we would uh, ask everybody to check it out, have a look, and um, keep the um, pledges rolling in. And as you so kindly mentioned, the rewards are very reasonably priced. They are. And you can get access to that Kickstarter campaign page where you can pledge either through SharonBamber.com or through ShiftHappens.media. So check it out. And check out her paintings. They, Sharon, I have to say, you, you've only been painting for 12 years. Yes. And they're so beautiful. They're just... Yeah, I was totally impressed. They're Thank you gorgeous. so much. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been fortunate to have some great mentors. Um, some um, one was Albert Handale. He's a master pastelist in the USA, um, very well world renowned, I think. And uh, he's been very generous with his knowledge. And uh, so I've I've learned a lot, and um, that's helped my work develop. And I've worked really hard on it. So. Um, Yes, I've been fortunate enough to win international awards and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's something I love doing. And when you love doing something with a passion, you you tend to work hard at it. Yeah, well, you You put in that extra 10%, right? Yeah, that's right. Instead of just going through the motions? Yeah, that's right. yeah. Yeah. And there's not that many people painting with pastels anymore. Um, It's actually um, increasing... Um, is it? Yeah, it is. Um, people are starting, especially in North America, starting to become more aware of it now. Um, but it's something in Europe. Um, it's a medium that's been used for centuries in Europe. So yeah. It's known there. But people are getting more aware of it, and there's, there's quite a few painters now in pastel. Hmm. Well, that's good. So I would like to interrupt the interview right now and play a tune just to break things up a little bit. I've had a little technical issue that came up, and I'd like to resolve that. But if you guys would stay on the line, we'd like to continue this. Okay, Would that work for you? Yes, lovely. Thank you. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Okay, so we'll be right back. So you're in the middle of Shift Happens Empower Hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And we have Sharon and Simon on the phone. Hi. Hello again. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Sharon and Simon Bamber. They're planning a trip along the way of St. James through France and Spain to paint every five miles and record the journey. So, uh, Sharon... uh, Tell us a little bit of history about the Way of St. James and why you chose this particular route. Well, it's been, um, it's been walked by pilgrims since 950 AD. It's a, uh, it's a network of pathways through Europe that lead to the shrine of St. James, um, the Apostle. And um, the pilgrims used to walk there because they believed that if they went there, they would it would be their um, gateway to heaven. Um, but before that, my ancestors, the Celts, walked it and um, walked the route following the Milky Way. And so there's all sorts of history tied into it. And now people, people walk part of the way of St. James, or some people walk all of it, not many, but um, uh, in order to 
well, some people it's spiritual reasons. Everybody has their own reasons for walking it. And it's just something that's it's so historically and culturally important and that I really believe in um, connection and connection with the landscape and um, the sense of place that comes with the interaction of culture and nature. And I think it's, um, it's really important to me. And so I, I just really wanted to explore that. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. You, you just started painting 12 years ago. Yeah. Did you have any inkling of your ability in your earlier years? You know, like when you were growing up or as an adult working for a living and all of that stuff, did you have this sense inside of yourself that this was something that you wanted to do? Or is it just something that happened 12 years ago? You just decided to take a class and boom, boom, everything happened after that. How did it actually transpire for you? Well, um, I guess I always enjoyed art, but... um at school, when I was a kid, um, I was more pushed into the sciences um, by teachers and things. If you were, um, if you had some sort of um, academic um, abilities, then they they wouldn't they didn't want you to take art. And so I sort of pushed away from that. And um, I loved animals, so um, I went towards the zoology. I studied zoology at college. Oh. Um, and um, the best bit about that I used to enjoy was the um, the drawing, so scientific illustration. Uh-huh. And um, then I went from there, I did a master's in landscape architecture, which is a lot of design. Mm-hmm. There was sort of that background, um, but it wasn't until I came to Canada that um, I became an artist. And uh, it was funny, I was um, just, before I came out, it was the Christmas before we came out in January, didn't we? Yeah, Christmas before we came out. Um, I was looking around the shops deciding what I wanted as a Christmas present, and I saw this box of pastels, and I said, I really want those, I have to have them, and I have no idea what, what drew me to them. Um, anyway, I got them, and I didn't have a chance to use them until I came over here. And there just happened to be a, a workshop with a pastel artist called Gay Adams, who's a signature member of the Federation of Canadian Artists. And I took her workshop, and after my first painting, she said, oh, what gallery represents you? And I said, what are you talking about? I've only just started. And she said, you should think about becoming a professional artist. And so um, that's what I've done. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. That was a very fortunate set of events. Mm-hmm. It was, yes, yeah. So you, uh, why did you immigrate to Canada? Um, well, I was looking, I was looking at uh, changing a career. I was, um, I was sort of fed up with the corporate um, wishing my life away, waiting for Friday and dreading Mondays. I can relate to that. I think everyone can relate to that. Not unless you were born rich. Yeah. Like Simon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought, no, I've got, to, I've got to change. I've got to change it. And so I did a um, master's degree in business management with a um, 
international sport management bias, uh, thinking that I would go into adventure sports or something like that, mm. or work in a rugby club, because I used to play rugby and um, quite passionate about rugby. So um, I went in, started working in marketing in a professional rugby club in the UK and found it was still the same corporate stuff. I couldn't bear it. And so I came home in desperation and looked to see what I could do on the internet and up popped this beautiful photograph of um, a lake in the um, Kootenays. And by the time Simon had come home from work, I'd filled in our immigration form. <laughs> wow. Speaking... Did he have any say in the matter? <laughs> um, oh, he looked and said, oh, yeah, that looks nice. Let's do it. So, oh. yeah. What was he doing for work at that time, if you don't mind my asking? I was uh, working for consulting engineers. Okay. We um, recently come back from Hong Kong. We spent three years in Hong Kong. Uh, Sharon is landscape architect and myself is civil engineering. And um, Sharon was working like 15, 16-hour days sometimes. Um, while studying for her master's in sports management. So once Hong Kong was over, life was never really the same again. So something something had to give. And um, the UK, this might sound a bit weird, but the UK was rather crowded. I know Hong Kong is very crowded, but in a different way. Right. So uh, we spent three hours on the motorway, the freeway in England, trying to get somewhere out into nature for for a weekend. And it was like, can't do this anymore let's go somewhere where there is no traffic and no traffic lights and lots of green nature and here we are we we went through the same thing we lived in calgary and we were really frustrated because on the weekends we would go out to the mountains yeah and during the week you have your regular day-to-day thing but just seeing the mountains off in the distance was always this huge pull yeah. And we just said, this is crazy. Why don't we live in the mountains and visit the city whenever we have to? Yeah. Which is pretty much what we do now. The yeah. metropolis of Nelson. We barely ever... Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah Nelson isn't exactly a, a metropolis either, but... I know. That's what I said to Simon, oh, we can, live in, we can live in the mountains and visit the city, and yeah. we so rarely visit the city. Vancouver's only seven hours away, and we've been twice. <laughs> In yeah. 12 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's changed a lot too, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're here for the lifestyle, just like the rest of us. Yes. Indeed. Indeed, yes. And Simon, you've been very supportive. I mean, starting with, oh, sure, let's move to Canada, to, uh, oh, sure, let's walk a thousand miles. I'll look after the donkey. <laughs> We've missed out the bit where I said, let's build a a straw bale house and he said oh sure let's do that oh yeah wow so yeah he's been supportive build an off-grid straw bale house (laughs) who needs electricity anyway yeah well i can actually relate to that one too too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we picked light clay, which isn't yeah, very not light. straw bale. Oh, okay. There's nothing light about light clay, believe me. <laughs> oh. Not at all. So you guys live off the grid? Yes. Nice. So you don't have any power or like you must have generator or what do you use? We run up we had we when we since we started building on the greenfield site as it were, we we just uh, got some a small solar system solar power system in, installed and a backup generator if we need it. Okay. And uh, we have a well and um, yeah. rather a long driveway that leads rather a lot of snow shoveling. 
But um, apart from that, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we went through the same process. I, I mean, since then, we've... Well, we're more civilized. We have we a live... neighbor with a bobcat, thank goodness. Yeah, we love you, Rain. If you're listening, we love you. <laughs> he comes with his bobcat. I mean, when, when we first moved to this place and we got our first serious snowfall, we started shoveling at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And by the time we'd finished shoveling the road to the highway, it was like 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> And then it started to come down again. And we went, okay, we're, we're this is not sustainable living. Yeah. No. And thankfully, our neighbor across the way, yeah, he has a sweet he little came back bobcat. From Spain. He was actually living in Spain at the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, his mother teaches Espanol as well. Oh, very, very sweet true. lady. Mariah. Speaking of, how are you guys going to navigate the languages? Do you have uh, French and Spanish? Um, French, I can get by fairly well. Um, nowhere near fluent, fluent, but I can make myself understood. Spanish, um, we're going to be learning very quickly. <laughs> I have the, on um, iTunes or on my iPod at the moment, I have the whole complete Learn Spanish course by... Michel Thomas, I think he is, is one of the gurus on yeah. online for um, learning a language quite quickly in a different way. He has an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, so how does that... How, I, I've heard about that and kind of wanted to try it out. How is it working for you? Michel Thomas one, yeah. Well, I haven't tried the Spanish yet. We, we did some French before we went to France. We spent the winter, this past winter, five months in France and uh, to get away from the snow shoveling, naturally. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, he has an interesting way. He says you, it's, it, you don't try and remember, you just kind of live it while you're listening to him. It, it is a, it's an interesting perspective. We did pretty well, yeah. but events overtook us, and we didn't do as well as we would have hoped. Right. So I think we can get by, and there's all, always the Google app, right? Yeah. Google Play is a wonderful thing. Yeah, there's <laughs> a really good app on the iPad as well where... Uh, you can type in what it is that you want to say, and it says it very accurately in whatever language that you choose. Yes. And right. then they have the ability to grab a hold of your iPad and do the same thing, and you can have a discussion. Yeah. And I know there are many different derivatives of that, but, I mean, you got to love the, the technology of the world sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. are definite advantages. So in terms of your relationship, I mean, you, you guys have been together for how long? Um, I know you're still 21 <laughs> years old. You're 21, but you've been together for a while, right? <laughs> yeah. So do you have any concerns about taking this trip where it's just the two of you? Um, no, no concerns at all. We've yeah. been around the world, um, we've travelled around the world together and cycled for six months in um, New Zealand and stuff like that. And we also um, worked in the same office together, so um, we work pretty well together and, yeah, uh, don't have any qualms about it at all, really. No, we're all good. I'm interested in, in how you got together. How did you guys meet? Oh, I was working. I was working as a landscape architect in Cornwall, yeah. and um, a, a position came open for a, um, a civil engineer. And all the interviewees came round, and then um, then the boss came round and said, "Oh, 
what do you think of this Simon person? And I was absolutely awful and said, no, don't choose him. He's far too old. He'll have old-fashioned ideas. I don't want him in the office. (laughs) But they chose him anyway, and I'm glad they did. Yeah, and you changed your mind at this point, right? Yes, yes. He was young at heart. Yes, absolutely. Young at heart and with really good um, young ideas of how to do things when we were... um, the way that we worked and yeah it was it was really good so you guys actually did get together later on in life yes 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 i think what she really means is i didn't take my work that seriously at the time (laughs) (laughs) it's possibly where that's coming from gotcha the corporate got to be sensible all the time world of engineering and landscape architecture you know, it's funny how many people who share your sensibilities land in the Kootenays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are so many of us a misfits. Bunch of misfits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of ex-people from really big industries and some heavy hitters, a lot of people from the film industry are out here too. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. So getting back to this, um, what we are really trying to do is help Sharon and Simon raise money for this adventure, Painting the Way of St. James. And uh, so I just wanted to sort of get us all back on track because we'll all just chat forever. But um, have you got any sort of plan Bs? You're, I mean, okay, so I'm thinking to myself, you're painting, you're walking 10 miles, not 10 kilometers, but 10 miles a day. Yeah, and you are painting two paintings a day, which take three hours each. That's that's a, a long day. It is. Yeah. And if you have a cold, if you you know twist your ankle, if if anything happens, uh, how are you planning on adapting your schedule? I mean, you're. Do you want to get into January? Then the weather can get quite nasty. Yes, I think um, we should have done. Um done risk assessments and things like that and um, we sorted out things that, um, for example if um, our donkey gets uh, sick or something like that, we've, we've got a way of getting the donkey to safety and to a vet and back home and um, then getting another donkey to continue with. So um, they have AAA for donkeys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and and um, I've got, uh, my parents live in France, so if I get really badly sick, then I can just stay there and then start up the journey again when I'm, I'm better. Right. Um, and we've got the, um, that pod will help me um, in all sorts of weather be mm-hmm. able to ca- carry on painting. So um, I should be able to do that if, if I'm just held up for a week or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have assured our backers on the Kickstarter campaign that... Um, if they back us and this project comes off, then we will provide their reward in some shape or form. And having spent five months in France last uh, winter, um, I feel confident that we can do that, even allowing for the odd glitch here and there, which undoubtedly there will be with, with, a, with yeah. a donkey. I'll mm-hmm. just blame mm-hmm. the donkey everything. Blame, yeah, blame everything on the donkey. That's yeah. right. And he, you know, what can he say? Apart from, well, whatever donkeys say, right? Yeah. <laughs> so go into detail about the rewards, okay. if you would. Okay, so um, so I'll be painting uh, every five miles, and those uh, paintings that I do on site are for sale. Um, 
and also at the end I'll be putting together all of those paintings in a book so that you can have the whole of the journey and hold that in your hand so feel some of the sense of place um, and um, you can follow along online as well um, I'll be doing some smaller studies um, so the, the plein air paintings that I do are going uh, every five miles are going to be nine by twelve inches and then I'm going to be doing some smaller studies, um, three by four inches. So they're they're also um, uh, they're also. We have, we have to do those on a day off. You heard about yeah. the day off for the donkey. Then so that's when Sharon will be preparing some rather nice studies. Yeah. Um, there are oh. some examples on the Kickstarter campaign page. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't actually ever get a day off, Sharon. I don't really. It's because so. she enjoys it so much. This is no more a corporate career. <laughs> She enjoys no. what she does every second that she's painting. Yeah, nice. it's just, it takes um, an awful lot of concentration, so really drained at the end of it, but it's just, I, yeah, it's just something I really love doing. So um, I'm also going to, at the end of it, you can commission um, a painting that I'll be doing in the studio so that you can look at either photos or some of the plein air paintings that I've done and say, oh, I'd really like to commission that as a larger painting. So mm-hmm. um, actually, uh, the biggest, one of the biggest reward things is sold out now of that, but there's still some other um, of those studio commissions. And you can get uh, print as well. You can look at and see which um, pastel plein air you like best and choose to have a print of it too. And bear in mind, there are only 200 paintings, so it is a very limited... Yeah. Um, limited amount of rewards, yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah, and you actually... I, when I was uh, reviewing all of the things that have uh, already been committed to, it's yeah. the, the larger things. Uh, you're, uh, you're doing well with the big, big paintings. Yes, yeah, I think... Um, People realise that they're good value for money, so um, and um, they also they're very um, people have been very supportive of my work and also passionate about um, the cultural heritage as well. And so, um, yeah, I think I think people are supporting that. So, what do you do? You finish one of these large paintings, and then you have Simon haul it on his back. For five miles, and then you stop at the local post office and send it back to Canada, or how does that work? No, the large paintings, the um, commissioned ones, I'll be doing after we've finished. Oh, okay. But the the smaller, the 9 by 12s um, I'll be painting, and um, Midas will be carrying some of them, and then right. we have organized um, drop-off places, mm-hmm. so um, Midas doesn't have to carry them all. I think you should have Simon carry him. You could milk it at, like more money because yeah. of the the stress and the the extra weight on him. You know, you could take some really <laughs> cool pictures yeah. of Simon laden by a dozen paintings. I think with my knees that wouldn't work very well. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you think that? But thanks for thinking of me. Ah, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> do you think that Midas is going to make it into any of the paintings? Um, I think he might do. Um. Um, maybe uh, maybe somebody would like to commission one. Um, so I think that would be lovely. Mm-hmm. The first 
10 years of Sharon's painting was wildlife painting. Yeah, well, I was thinking with the background in zoology. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the website has a significant collection of wildlife pieces, and uh, she, yeah. she does them very well, even though I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to raise a little over $28,000. Yes. And you're already at 13000 Yes. That's amazing. Five days. So wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's going, it's going well. We were at the Kickstarter, and you'd already raised 800 and change yes. at the end of the first the day. Lord. Yes, yes. So, and, um, yes, it's sort of sped up. There's 25 days to go. And, um, yeah, it's, it's... Oh, I'm being reminded that it's, it's an all or nothing. So um, That's if I don't right. raise all the money, um, right. it won't happen. Nobody will get any paintings. Um, That's true. And, uh, the project won't go ahead. That's the way of the Kickstarter crowdfunding um, world. Right. So if if you have to state your goal, and then people yeah. can pledge money towards that goal, but mm-hmm. if you don't meet the goal, they never get charged. Exactly. That's, That's correct. Any yeah. credit card information would only get charged in the event of a successful campaign after the 30 days of the project, of which there's 25 to go yet. Well, we helped out uh, promoting Tom Campbell's Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe, yeah. whatever. It was and, Kickstarter too, yeah. Right, and uh, he was asking for a hundred and fifty grand US, and he ended up with two hundred and thirty, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do if you have extra money? If you have, if you don't have any place to put it, I, I can glad, gladly give you my <laughs> account information. Well, it will go to, um, well, well, we could turn around and go back the other way and do uh, 200 more paintings. <laughs> in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. But this time in style, in a heated super <laughs> skidoo or something, right? Yeah, because we, we are going to be camping in tents and also staying where the original pilgrims used to stay as well. Right. Um, but, yes, we'll be, we'll be looking at... Um, um, making the book a really high quality, scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, we're going for professional photography, and we might be able to scan instead and things like that. So um, that's what we would do if if it was. Um, so yeah, so anymore. if we go over the goal before the end of the campaign, then we get the chance to add on um, bonus features, extra awards, etc. But obviously, yeah. the, the key to it is the two hundred paintings that should be painting. Mm-hmm. But we can We have the ability once we go over the goal to to do those sort of things. Um, we're scheming and planning, and let's uh, get to the goal first, and then we'll see where we go. Well, it just it sounds great, though. I mean, you're already forty five percent there, and it's only five days into it, so but it it's does, looking good. Yeah, it does tend that people who have been anticipating the the start of the campaign tend to invest early, and then you've got to find people who haven't heard of it before in order to... We need to encourage everybody who who, who likes this idea to, um, even if they don't want to personally invest, but if they think it's a fun thing to do, follow online and then invite their friends who may want a piece of fantastic original art, etc., etc., and Mm -hmm. one of the other rewards. So Mm -hmm. we'd love to encourage everybody to visit the site, have a look at Kickstarter, see what they think, give us comments. You can pass comments on the site. 
you can contact us for questions and queries, etc. Um, we're quite open about board about everything, so we're we're looking forward to progressing and um, yeah, moving this on. So these these paintings are all going to be fall and winter scenes. Is there so the the, the trees there? They're mostly deciduous. They are. They're incredibly beautiful. So. Um, during this September and October and November, it, it will still be, um, they'll still have leaf and then they'll be going into um, the rich oranges and reds of autumn. Mm. Um, and and then the, the shape of the branches and the trunks and, oh, yeah, they're just they're stunning. Uh, so, yeah, and um, there's lots of mountains and... Buildings, bridges, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so really, really old buildings that have been there. Um, We're passing actually through all the villages and towns that grew up in in 950 AD to support the pilgrims. So there were really old stone buildings and old stone bridges and things like that, which I'm looking forward to painting, and um, coppiced woods where people have been... Um, harvesting wood for years and years and years and the wildlife has grown up with that sort of way of managing the woodland and things like that. So, um, yeah, there'll be all sorts of things to paint. The history. So yeah. when when this is successful and you've got this one under the belt, do you have any other dreams, any other plans? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm really wanting to do something um i'm a signature member um of the artist conservation and so um i like to um donate money to causes conservation causes and things like that and to highlight conservation causes so i'd like right. to um walk some of the yellowstone to yukon trail and oh that'd be lovely yeah yeah and um, maybe the Pacific Flyway, where uh, the route of the, the um, birds migrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got lots of plans. <laughs> it's it's the start of um, my work as um, an expedition artist, really. So you're going to have to keep those legs of yours healthy. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll yeah. be healthy after a thousand miles <laughs> <Yeah>. of walking. <laughs> wow. I, I read a book uh, by a woman who who walked the way, and not as much of it as you, but started just on the other side of the Pyrenees. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was it was quite the undertaking physically for her. Yes, yeah. So um, we've, been, we've been in training. I've, um, we do quite a bit of jogging, and we've done a lot of walking, it's, um, and I've done a lot of painting, so it's putting them together. Yeah. We've, mm-hmm. yeah. we've been training with that as well so um yeah I, th- I think we're in good shape for it and when you're happy and and thrilled to be doing what you're doing it tends to keep you healthy precisely yeah, yeah that's right yeah. so we have to wrap up in a few minutes if there's anything you guys would like to uh put out there to the listening audience um yeah i was wondering can we just say some thanks we've actually received some um commercial sponsorship so far a little bit can i yeah of course definitely oh the first guys are terry ludwig pastels yeah from um, littleton colorado sharon uses terry ludwig pastels exclusively yeah so um just a shout out to any pastel artists or people that want to do pastel painting i love these pastels they're all 
buttery and beautiful and they're pure pigment and um, they're fantastic and I use them for um, underpainting and for the finished painting as well. So um, any pastel artists, try out Terry Ludwig. Uh, the second one is Ampersand Art Supply who supply the specific pastel hardboards that Sharon uses. Um, we're going to be needing 200 of those and they've given us a very generous deal. Yeah, so um, a lot of pastelists paint on paper, but when you're um, hiking, um, I worry about um, the paper buckling in wet weather and things mm -hmm. like that, so the boards are perfect. Um, then I've just got one more, two more actually. Cutney Co-op Radio for giving the Yay! chance to broadcast and spread the word today. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> On a very amazing show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just happened. And yes. uh, just one last one. Um, hope they're all listening. I suspect not, but you never know. A special word for our amazing Kickstarter campaign team. Yeah. Without whom we would not be broadcasting to you today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm just going to say they will know who they are. Yeah, so thank you, so guys. So thank you yeah. to them. And to all our backers, our early supporters and everything. So that's been really good. And please, the backers. please, please share and um, have a look at my paintings. I'm sure you'll love them. And um, they'll look really beautiful on your wall. They are beautiful. We can definitely attest to that. Well, and I we would, have, yeah, sorry. we have to go, yep. but I would like to play an old classic tune to say goodbye to you two. Okay. okay. And they're, while they're from across the pond themselves, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Beatles, <laughs> but it's called The Long and Winding Road. <laughs> Good choice. Thanks, yes, guys. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having us. Okay. You're more than welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.